Welcome back into the show, everybody. Joining me now here on ESPN 1420, friend of the program. We talked to him before the regular season started, and now we're talking to him a week into the postseason. And the good news is the Saints are still playing. ESPN NFL Nation reporter Mike Triplett, who's been covering the Saints for many years, joins us now. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Is it is it nice to be uh, still covering the the team you've been on the beat for all year? Once you get to middle of January, yeah, you know, um, with the Saints in each of the last four years, it, it, there's a sense, obviously, that they're Super Bowl or bust, and and everybody wants to see them get to the Super Bowl. But at the very least, you want them to be in the mix a, a, a few rounds into the playoffs. Last year, I think, was so disheartening, and I think it would have been double double that effect if they would have lost to the 8-8 Bears at home in the first round. So at least we're getting this matchup we want. Uh, and then I think, uh, you know, whether you're a fan of the team or not, you'd like to see the matchup against uh, Aaron Rodgers, too. It, it, it seems like they deserve that opportunity. Well, let's let's. I want to talk about your article uh, that went up early this morning on Alvin Kamara. I highly recommend it to anyone listening. Um and titled A Beautiful Mind, How Saints Alvin Kamara Stays Two Moves Ahead. Uh, it's an in-depth piece, so you're, it's not like you're going to be giving anything away or, or changing yeah. any, you know, but give no. us just what went into this piece and, and what did you learn from it? Well, you know what's funny about that story is Sean Payton has always talked about Alvin Kamara's intelligence. I've I, I always remembered it was even – a couple weeks into that, a couple days into his first preseason as a rookie year, that he compared him to Marshall Falk's intelligence, which is obviously a lofty comparison. Um, and he's always talked about that ever since, how intelligent I was we're thinking of, you know, playoff features and playoff stories that I could work ahead on. Uh, I put that plan in place. Like, oh, that's what I'll do, you know. Uh, at some point during their playoff run this year is I'll finally like take a deep dive into, you know, what Peyton's always said about Evan Kamara's intelligence. And then last month to add the, to create a lead for this story was that moment where he called his own touchdown run where Peyton talked about how they were jogging up the field next to each other. And he asked uh, Kamara, you know, what he saw in the first half and Kamara said, you know, I think I could score a touchdown if, if I kept the ball on that play, instead of it being a Taysom Hill run. And sure enough, he scored a touchdown and got a big kick out of that. So, so that made for a natural lead for the story, but there are obviously a lot of other examples as well. It's, it's just tremendous stuff. And uh, I love learning new things about the team that, you know, we cover here and talk about a ton on the airwaves and, uh, it's just good content, some good video involved stories, uh, quotes. You've got O'Lyman and Deuce and others just talking about Kamara and what makes him him. And he really is, you know, Mike, you've been in this business a long time. Is there, you mentioned Sean Payton comparing him to Marshall Falk, but Kamara just seems like a guy where uh, I think when, when Sean McVay describes Aaron Donald, he says one of one. Is Kamara kind of yeah. like one of one? There's really no one. Kamara is a that, very one of one. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we had a joke one time uh, um, <laughs> uh, where after his rookie year and all the success he had, uh, one of the reporters in our, you know, in our media room or whatever was on TV talking about him, he said, he's still the same down-to-earth kid that he was last year or whatever. And I go, well, I don't think Alvin Kamara was ever down-to-earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but he, he has not changed uh, based on the success. He's a very unique personality. Uh, it, it, what's funny about him is you could get the feel from his personality that, that you know, not that he doesn't care about football, but that he doesn't take himself too seriously. He he is not the, like, I live, breathe football. Football's all I know how to talk about. You know, he, he's, he's a really kind of laid back, funny guy, but obviously, I mean, you see the videos all off season, he works his tail off. Uh, he studies the game as I wrote about in, in this story. Uh, and, and, um, you know, does a fantastic job playing football. So um, it, it, he is he is one of the more unique personalities you'll find in the in the room. All right, before I ask you about this matchup with the Bucks on Sunday, um, you had a poll up on your Twitter feed a couple days ago, uh, and I, I'll, I'll give you this, Mike. I mean, I think you got the right four teams in there. And for those that somebody said I should have put the Bears in there too. No, but no. I only had, you're only allowed four no, I, I, <laughs> as somebody that's followed this team my whole life, I can tell you, you got the right four teams. Not that my opinion matters <laughs> to you, but you got it right. Um, and it's who do Saints fans hate most outside of the NFC South? And so you had Cowboys, 49ers, Rams, Vikings. Um, I, the Vikings ran well. They didn't run away with it. They they narrowly edged out the Cowboys. And then the Rams were kind of a distant third, and the 49ers were all the way at the bottom. And I, I mean, yeah, that I, tells I, you that tells you about the Twitter Twitter age. Correct. Group yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> if, uh, if I had people writing in their ballots, then, <laughs> then it would have been San Francisco. <laughs> you're right, right. If it was just a mail-in ballot, it's probably San Francisco. Yeah, I think I think age had something to do with it. But he, it, it was kind of enlightening to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Well, you know, but, you know why I put that up there is uh, so I've been here for. Uh, I guess yeah. in Southern Louisiana for almost 20 years now, covering the Saints for 16 years. And I wrote just right off the top of my head when Dan Quinn joined the Cowboys, I wrote, oh, man, Dan Quinn just went from the Saints mo- fans' most hated team to the Saints fans' most second hated team. Because I've just always, like, when I first moved here, it was it was almost that they hated the Cowboys more than the Falcons. And And I started to pause after I put that tweet up, and I thought, you know, the Falcons haven't really been that. Or I mean, the Cubs are relevant for you know more than a decade now. Uh, the Saints have beaten them pretty routinely, and I'm like, I wonder if that's still true. I wonder if people still hate the Cowboys more than any other team. Um, and so I put that poll up, and and the cow like it, it at least made me feel like I was on the right track that the Cowboys still nearly won that thing, even though they haven't had a a meaningful game against each other in 20 years. I, I, I learned something about it. I think the, 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 the Cowboys sustain is more of just the chorus of like oh, every yeah. fan base, you know, right. It's like <laughs> yeah, Saints fans aren't unique in that way. The other three, right. there is, you know, there is history. Um, and whether it be recent with the Vikings and in the past with the Vikings, Reese, you know, all three of them. I mean, Niners, Rams, Vikings, there's like kind of a, a, just a dark place with PTSD among Saints fans for previous matchups against those teams. But obviously the older you are, you know, you're going to remember the heyday of the Niners and how they stood in the way of the Saints for so many years. But if you're a younger fan, that's, you know, more 21st century only, it's like, you know, you you had the divisional, the devastating divisional playoff loss in, in the 2011 season. But outside of that, you know, last year regular season. I mean, some moments, but not 
not what the others do. So I think age was def. That's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys, right? Make a- age is no factor in in folks. You know, they either love them or they hate them, regardless of right. who their team and is. And there's obviously regional. I mean, Dallas. Dallas is a city that New Orleans loves to hate outside of football, especially if you get in northern Louisiana. Oh, you know, there's a just a, a regional rivalry there too. <laughs> oh, I remember, you know, someone telling me, and I don't, I, I didn't fact check this, but that. You know, back when they would in Shreveport, you know, if it's the Cowboys and the Saints and they're both in the noon slot and it's both on Fox, well, the Saints get bumped. And yeah. they said, well, yeah, and that's true. And back in the day, you know, those that ran those those news stations that that, you know, were coming off of the network channels were also Cowboys fans. And they and so there's this resentment from Saints fans that are like, you kind of kept us from, you know, growing our brand up in northern Louisiana, which just feeds into the, well, is northern Louisiana yeah. really parts of Louisiana? Now I'm getting off track, but <laughs> I you well, see that's what I, your poll did. Sure you got the wheels any turning. Of my, any of my Shreveport voters in that poll were wondering why I even listed three <laughs> other teams. <laughs> there you there, there you have it. Mike Triplett, our guest, ESPN 1420. All right, Mike, this Sunday uh, Saints, Bucks, 540, Fox, Brady, Breeze. That's going to be the national narrative. Uh, at, I, I guess the, the the one at the top of the list, it's going to be Breeze, oh, Brady, yeah. understandably so. Before I get your thoughts on just the, the combined age of the two, which will be 95, what is uh, – excuse me, 85. What What is the um, – the 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 next story in your mind going into this one, like outside of Brazen Breedy, what's the number one story other than that? Well, I mean, from a Saints standpoint, it's just simply getting over the hump. I mean, um, this the story I wrote last week was, you know, like is this the last dance? We think Drew Brees there's a good chance he's going to retire. Um, salary cap is going to come calling next year because the cap's going down instead of up for a change. Um, and this is four years now where the Saints have had a great regular season and they need to do it in the playoffs. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's a tough matchup for them to have in round two just to get to the NFC championship game. But I mean, they could be a big disappointment if, if they don't at least get to that NFC title game with a shot at the Super Bowl this year. And, and in general this year, I think we've seen the Saints play some fantastic games and then we've seen them play some games where they're just barely scraping by, which, for a while, it looked like they were doing against Chicago before they finished so strong. So I, I, I think, from a you know a Saints standpoint, it's kind of like which Saints team are you going to get? Are they going to are they going to come to play? Is the fact that Michael Thomas and Deontay Harris and so many other players came back are they going to finally be the healthy, complete team that's playing its best football in January? I, I, I'm very curious to see what version of the Saints team we get. I, I'm excited to see. If maybe they are about to play their best football over the next however long this season lasts, Deontay Harris's impact was felt on Sunday. But I think if we had told you beforehand, Mike, he's going to have a major impact. We're thinking in the return game. He did it in the receiving game. Has that just been kind of on the surface? Being injured, do you felt? Did you feel like that was coming at some point, or were you kind of surprised at just how impactful he was last Sunday? Yeah, I was definitely. You know, especially the way he did it when it was uh, in the first half, it was three times on third and long throwing, you know, 20 and 15 yard passes to, to Harris, which has never really been, you know, 
I would have thought, yes, on jet sweeps, yes, on, you know, receiver screens, uh, yes, on deep balls. But, man, he was out there looking like Lance Moore and Willie Sneed uh, uh, catching, you know, those mid-range, middle-of-traffic passes, uh, which is fantastic. And it would have he would have been the story of that game if uh, Taysom Hill would have gotten rid of that ball a, a kick earlier on, on the fumble because uh, that could have been an 80-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Harris. He was getting open on that play. Mike Triplett, ESPN NFL Nation reporter on the beat for the Saints, our guest right now. Being that Tampa Bay is, uh, you know, tops in the league in, in rush defense, I think, you know, this game plan, Sean definitely doesn't want to give up on the run, but do you expect a more pass-happy attack on Sunday? Not because it's what Sean Payton likes to do, as some might say, but simply because of the opponent? Yeah, I mean – they can't abandon the run because they got to keep them honest, but it, it's going to be hard to have a ton of success running the football. So uh, I do, I do agree with you now. I mean, that can be the efficient short passing game uh, as well, you know, throwing the ball to Camara, throwing those short passes and, and, you know, possessing the clock. Uh, um, so it doesn't have to mean air it out to beat Tampa Bay, but, uh, but you're right teams. And look, it's, it's the same on both sides. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have a lot of success running the ball against new Orleans. Uh, what was the staggering total in their last matchup? Didn't, didn't Tampa Bay have like a total of four rushing yards right, uh, right. or something, uh, something insane like that. It was, it was, uh, yeah, I think maybe Fournette had four yards or Brady. It was I don't have it in front of me, but it was just com- now that was complete domination, and a lot's been made of, you know, well, is it hard to beat a team three times? I mean, you can you can go back in history and look at different numbers and convince yourself whatever you want. I, I I'm yeah. expecting a close game on Sunday, Mike. What's your expectation? And and you know, Breeze versus Brady. You just said you expect both teams to probably pass more than they're going to run, just based on the matchup. Who do you think gets the? Uh, it's the W on Sunday. Well, the Saints defensive line is going to have to show up like it did in the last two games because they made life pretty miserable for, for Brady. Um, <laughs> I'll give credit to Amy Just uh, of NOLA.com for, for posting the, the, the clip of the uh, play-by-play screenshot uh, earlier this week where <laughs> Trey Hendrickson sacked Brady on three straight plays in the last game. But Hendrickson got to him in the first game, too. Getting to Brady is what everybody says you've got to do with him because he's not a guy who creates outside of the pocket. You've got to make him uncomfortable. The Saints did such a good job of that in the first two games, and they forced a lot of interceptions as a result, too. Um, you know, easier said than done with, uh, with Brady, but that's what they were able to do in the first two games, and that's certainly what they got to do in this game is make him as uncomfortable as possible. But, yeah, that, that facing a team three times in a season – I, I had a little fun with that, uh, making, making fun of the cliche last week, because I would much rather be the team that just won 38 to three in this matchup. Uh, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if I was that team than if I was a team that lost 38 three. I'd be wondering if, if this is a team I just don't match up well against. But of course, you take Tampa Bay seriously because they're an 11. And the only way you can play a team three times in a season is if they made the playoffs. Uh, and, and, They've played their best football down the stretch, so I absolutely expect that they're going to get Tampa Bay's best shot yet of the three matchups. Historically, uh, I think this will be the 22nd time teams are playing one another three times in a season. So out of the 21 times, 14 of those times, so two out of three times, the team that won the previous two 
won the third. And yet, I, I don't think that that's really going to mean anything come Sunday. But to your point, you'd probably rather be the team that got the wins than they got housed by, you know, a combined 46 previous games in the last one. Mike Triplett has been our guest. My final question for you, Mike. Bigger concern on Sunday if you're the Saints, the interior offensive line or Will Lutz, which sounds funny to say, but that's where oh, we're at man. with Will. Well, I, I, I hate to say it's Will Lutz, um, but it's a, just a concern that you have to even bring him up. I mean, you'd like to think that every field goal attempt is is automatic, but I don't think he's reached the point where he's an automatic miss either. You know, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with him still being an asset, still being above average, but you're right that that has reached that department. I mean, the interior offensive line uh, has played a little better in recent weeks, even with the injuries they've faced. Uh, they've kept... Drew Brees pretty clean, uh, but that's fair to probably their biggest concern over the entire course of the year. That and and the occasional deep ball and deep pass interference penalty that they were giving up a ton of early in the year and uh, scattered a little bit late in the season. Uh, I'll rank those as the two biggest for me because I think what shifts the tide in a game like this is a big play. You give up that sack fumble. Uh, position or you give up that 50 yard pass or, or pass interference penalty um, you want to make Tampa Bay work for everything so uh, avoiding the big game changing plays has got to be number one on the list when, when you're the favorite in a game like this. ESPN NFL Nation reporter Mike Triplett covering the New Orleans Saints has been our guest follow him on Twitter at Mike Triplett check out all of his stuff including his story today A Beautiful Mind How Saints Alvin Kamara Stays Two Moves Ahead it's really tremendous stuff. Mike, appreciate the time, man. I know it's a busy week for you. All the best, and we'll talk to you down the line. All right. Thank you, Scott. You got it.